Welcome to Pure Mind Magic, the show to evolve your mind. Our mind is the most powerful thing we have, but no one teaches us how to use it. When we find out how, we're ready to create magic in life and in business. Learn real mindset secrets from brilliant minds around the world to change your mindset and income level forever. With every decision you make, you create your future. What is your next move? Now, welcome your host. International magician, speaker, and podcast performance consultant, Jennifer S. Royal. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Pure Mind Magic Podcast. Today, with a star guest, Ari Meisel. I found Ari while reading the book Willpower Doesn't Work. He is mentioned as a kind of case study in the book because he is kind of manipulating his environment to help him get more productive. I would say about 80% more productive. And I thought it's kind of a magic trick he is using there to do that and get his brain into different moods to work even more effective. So I researched him and landed on his website Less Doing and found out that Ari is really all about how to become more replaceable in your business when you are a business owner or online entrepreneur. So we will talk about automate, outsource, systemate. And first step is obviously to outsource tasks you don't like doing with virtual assistants, for example, or other people in your team who have other strength than you so that you can focus completely on your core competence. And of course, we will talk about what Ari is doing to evolve his environment to help him get more creative and more productive and also all the services he is using to generate this freedom for him. Because we all know the best thing to have is having a business set on autopilot so you can be anywhere, anytime, and your business still drives money to your bank account. To do that, there are, of course, several systems needed and also you have to do certain steps and you have to have a strategy behind it and build up to this starting with having your own product or service so this is going to be a very interesting interview for you with a ton of value and before i welcome ali to the show quick note this episode is sponsored by my mentor Ron G. Holland, my business mentor, they call him the millionaire maker and he's from London. And this gentleman is just amazing because he is creative like 24 hours a day and he created several books. He's a, a several time best-selling author. He created a lot of audio books and now he even created a video course that is called The Million Dollar Payday. So to prepare yourself to become a millionaire too. You can get this course with my direct affiliate link below in this uh, below this episode. So just click on it and you have direct access and can start today. And I promise you it's really cool because you can't stop watching it once you start it. 
because Ron is explaining everything, how our brain works and how we can use our brain to our advantage that it creates the results we desire when it's bringing in money or any other thing. He is really the absolute expert when it comes to mind power and using your mind. So check that out when this seems interesting. And obviously this is another tool that can bring you closer to your goal to automate your business if that's it, but also how to thrive in other areas of your life. Without further ado, let's jump now directly into the interview with my guest, Ari Meisel. Hi, Ari. Welcome to Pure Mind Magic. Oh, thank you. Thank you for having me. You're very welcome. So, Ari, where are you at the moment? I am in Brooklyn, New York. Nice. And before we started the interview, you did a really cool magic trick for me in your <laughs> recording booth. Can you share with the listeners? <laughs> well, okay. So just to be fair, like I, my first career ever was as a magician, just so you know. Um, when I was uh, six, I was obsessed with magic. And for a couple of years, I was actually performing at birthday parties. So magic has always been something near and dear to me. And Harry Houdini has always been my like the the one person i'd want to meet dead or alive if i ever could so i couldn't help myself but appear from behind the magic curtain when you came up on video <sighs> <laughs> yes it was so nice and it's quite interesting that you have this strong connection with magic since you've been a child and also with houdini i think he is still till today just a great master of marketing yeah probably yeah we can always do a seance and hope to hear from him right for the rest of time <laughs> yes that is so true and i think we can also connect with houdini for this episode because he was the master of escaping and you kind of are do the same because you help people to kind of escape from their business meaning helping them to automate and outsource things so that they can free up more time for whatever they would like so it's a little bit like escaping but maybe you give the listeners a short overview who you are and what area you are an expert in yeah absolutely so i help people be more efficient and effective with their time i help businesses that have opportunity in excess of what their infrastructure will support to set up systems and processes to make themselves more replaceable and at the end of the day i want people to be able to focus on what they do best and really seek fulfillment so they can enjoy that success, enjoy the freedom that they have to do the things they want rather than just the freedom from things as in the escape, right? So I, I was an entrepreneur for a very long time in uh, various different businesses. And before this life, I was, or this particular iteration of my life, I was in construction and working a very un, uh, stressful job, very unhealthy lifestyle. And when I was 23 years old, I was diagnosed with Crohn's disease, which took me from working 18-hour days to barely being able to do an hour of work in a given day. And after a long journey of self-tracking, self-experimentation, I was able to get off my meds and overcome the illness and really be declared cured of an incurable illness. And a lot of that, a big part of that was building a system for being more productive with less time because the stress aspects of what were going on in my life 
were probably affecting me more than anything else. So less doing was born out of that, as in less doing, more living. And originally started as a, a personal productivity method. And over the last several years has grown into a framework for scaling businesses faster with less pain. Yes, I think everyone can relate to that. So there are just times in life when everything gets so stressful and overwhelming. And I think it's really a question of strategies. So how did you approach this struggle and slowly transformed your life into another lifestyle? I mean, a lot of it really just came out of necessity, right? I was I was literally just knocked down to the point where I just I couldn't muster the energy a lot of days to get things done. So rather than saying, oh, okay, I can't do it, the question then becomes, you know, if you only had an hour today, an hour of, of time in a day that you could do work, it's not about how would you do differently. It's like you have to completely change the way you think. You have to think about what wouldn't you do. And if it still has to be done, then maybe you have to think about outsourcing and you have to look at automation and you really have to optimize to the nth degree. So it, for me, it was out of necessity. Unfortunately, it created some really applicable systems to the people that I work with now. Amazing. So I'm really interested in how you structure your week by using different environments. So actually, for the listeners to know, I found Ari in the book, How a Willpower Doesn't work by benjamin franklin and there's a almost a chapter about ari and it's telling about the environment and that ari doesn't work two days in the same environment and i thought this is kind of magical to really change it completely and in the book it said that it helps you and your brain like being prepared to work on a certain task because your brain knows when you enter a certain Uh, environment that it's now time to do creative work or whatever. Can you talk us a little bit through your system? Yeah, so that the optimized automate outsource methodology is really the key to this. And a lot of people have had experiences outsourcing things. And a lot of people have had bad experiences in outsourcing things. And a lot of times, it's their own fault. The truth is, is that we are painfully bad at communicating our vision in most cases and really, really bad at, at communicating what success looks like. Um, it's, it's far too common that we can't really, really show people what we actually want in a given, uh, in a given result. So if you take an inefficient problem and, or just a problem in general, and you give it to somebody else who has less experience, less information, less access than you do, and then you expect this magically successful result, it's just, it's setting everybody up for failure. So I always say that we need to optimize first. And with optimization, I'm really talking about just looking at how you do what you do. And while that sounds simple, most people and a lot of businesses don't do that. You know, a lot of times you go to a business and you say like, well, why do you, why do you do social media that way? Why do you do marketing like that? Why are you doing a uh, payroll that way? And the answer is a lot of times, well, I don't know, that's how we've always been doing it. Right? And the problem with that is that if you do things the way you do them, because that's how you've always been doing them, then you're going to get the same results that you've always gotten. So we need to start with that optimization, shining a light. Look at how you do what you do. Look at what your resources are being uh, allocated towards, your money, your time, your people. Once we've optimized and we have a really 
optimized process, then we can look at automation. And the thing is, is that automation now, we can automate things that uh, a week ago a person had to do. It's incredible what technology has enabled us to do. So if we automate, then not only are we not giving a human being work to do that really they can't engage in because it's not worthy of a human, but we're also reducing errors because when you give somebody a simple task that's boring that they have to do over and over and over again, they're going to make mistakes. So we automate as much as we can. And then at that point, with whatever's left over, if there's anything left over, that's when you look at outsourcing it or delegating it to another person that might be a specialist or a generalist of some sort. And everything flows better that way. Yes, makes a lot of sense. And I think this is still the problem that it is hard to find good people or the right people that really support you. And I think a lot of the entrepreneurs are afraid that they can't be replaced. And also there's a thing that normally no one else is caring so much about your business than you do. So I think there is a struggle. So Ari, what is your approach to working with virtual assistants? Yeah, so as as I led up to that, right, you need to start with that optimize first and automate second. And then when you have a really great process, training becomes less of an issue. You can bring in people that can really add human value to it. And honestly, they can feel empowered by the work because it's interesting at that point. So I it depends on what kind of situation you're in, but there's basically two kinds of virtual assistants. There's the on-demand type and the dedicated. Dedicated is pretty straightforward. It's you know one person you're going to work with. They might be somewhere across the world, but it's typically the same person. Whereas on-demand, you have typically a group of people that you can work with. And I use a service called Magic, which is amazing. And they have a group of I think it's a, a dozen or two dozen people. Their response time is 30 seconds, 24-7. And I can get, and they're in my Trello, they're in my Slack, they're in my intercom, they're on Telegram. I can get to them anywhere I need. And I do probably 100 hours of work every week with them in my personal life and my business life. And we get so much more done so much more quickly because we have really good processes and we have access to this team of people. So thinking that you need to have these people in-house or that you need to have one dedicated person, that's your own fear, basically, holding you back from truly scaling. Yes, I get that. So I think it's a good point what you mentioned, that it's about to optimize everything first before you automate and outsource things in your business. So Are there any other online tools you can recommend for the listeners what they can use to get more structured, be more productive in the day? Uh, so I like to look at three main areas, and that's communication, project management, and processes. So in communication, you should be looking at something that can help you be asynchronous. So whether that's Slack or something like Voxer for voice messaging, something that Separate from email really allows you to communicate with your team in a way that you can send messages whenever you want at maybe at your best time and they can receive them when they want at their best time. And you can go back and forth that way. So you're, you're really like getting the best results possible for project management. I am a really, really big fan of Trello. I just think that Trello does an excellent job of of helping you create like a pipeline of how your project should be moving. And lastly, with processes, there's a tool called Process Street 
that allows you to document and update and share processes in a really manageable way. So those are those are you know very very high level, just three tools that I think are really helpful. But then there's a whole sort of system that goes behind that to get to the point where they're really valuable. But knowing the tools is good. Okay, yeah. So it's said that it's really systems that run your business actually. So after the business is optimized and you have maybe a couple of virtual assistants or a team working for you, what would you say is the next steps to get to the next level? Um, so the, sorry, well, you broke up at the end there. Say it again. So when you get everything in place with your business, like running smoothly and you have your team of virtual assistants, what would you say is the step to the next level or where can you put more systems in place? So, uh, you know, productivity is like an, is a journey. There's no like finish line to productivity as far as I'm concerned, but you can improve on those three areas sort of, infinitely because as companies grow and as they grow through different revenue levels different priorities become a different like different focus so when you're in the 100,000 to 300,000 range you're really looking at how you can have better systems for sales and when you go from 300,000 to a million then you're looking more at systems and processes to replace what the founder does well and once you get over a million you're really trying to create a team that can lead and be empowered without you. So at every level, there's something else to work on and there's always something that you can do in a more optimized way. Um, very nice. And I think, yeah, it's it's true. So it depends on where you are in your entrepreneur's journey and what makes the most sense to get to the next level. So on your website, Ari, you say that lack of focus and procrastination are the biggest enemy of entrepreneurs. So what is the best way to deal with them? So uh, procrastination tends to be a fear-based uh, activity, right? So people are afraid of perfection or not, or, you know, they're afraid of people being ju or judging their ideas. They're afraid that they might fail. That's fairly common. Uh, It's not usually based in something that's that's truly, truly real. And sometimes transparency and accountability is all that it takes. And what I mean by that is so like if you're using something like Trello and everybody knows that you own this particular task, you set a due date and your work is there for everyone to see, that really helps. I think accountability is probably one of the best tools for fighting procrastination. And the truth is, is that most entrepreneurs don't really have it because if they haven't raised money and they don't have investors and they're, they don't have a partner, maybe they're just sort of a solopreneur or they have a team under them. At the end of the day, a lot of people don't know other than the entrepreneur. They don't know who, like if they had a great day or not, if they really brought their A game or not, only the entrepreneur knows that. And honestly, we can't read the label from inside the jar. So we need that sort of outside perspective to keep us accountable and keep us on track. And a lot of times that just means breaking things down into bite-sized steps so that we can actually move through them. Yes, very good advice. So this also leads into the direction where I'm thinking, what would you say, where is a good time or the right timing to hire a coach or a consultant to help you with your business? 
Uh, I mean, anytime that you start to grow, you can learn from somebody who's been there already. Um, that's something that's true in my business and true in any business. There's a great expression, not expression, I forgot who said this, but some tech entrepreneur said, uh, never never try to reinvent the wheel. The internet is full of wheels and most of them have APIs, right? So you can, you can pretty much connect to anything that's been done before uh, and either build on that or just repackage it in a way that works for you. So there's always something to learn at every stage. So I, I, I'll, real, I mean, if I'm going to be really specific, I think that once people hit $100,000 in revenue, that's typically when people tend to go full-time. And that's a really good point to take a lot of the pain out of what you do and bring a coach into your world. Yes, you're right. I think this is really a good turning point then uh, to do it there and really get some more results and entering the next level of business. So what other things can you advise for the listeners? Like how do you start your day to get in a good mood and to keep your energy levels high to really be productive? Uh, so as you saw in Ben Hardy's book, right, I don't really have a morning routine. I pretty much wake up with a, or no, sorry, that was not Ben's book. There was another book like that. So I don't have a morning routine. I wake up at usually five-ish with my two and a half-year-old daughter yelling, daddy, and then we go and we start getting everyone ready. And I have, I have four kids, so we're getting them ready for school, getting them out the door, and then I get to work. I have a bit of a night routine, uh, sort of, which is honestly just some quiet time to myself for the most part, but having a system of idea capture is probably the best thing ever in my opinion, which is that no matter where I am or what I'm doing, I'm never more than 20 seconds away from capturing an idea in a way that somebody else can see it and run with it. So whether that's recording a voice message on my phone or taking a screenshot or a picture of something or uh, telling the, my Amazon Echo device to, to remind me to do something. That can go into a Trello board that can then be sorted later to be delegated to an assistant or to someone on my team or discussed with my wife or whatever it might be, but I'm never struggling to hold on to ideas while focusing on something else. That makes a lot of sense. So talking about routines and also coming back once again to the environment, what would you say, Ari, is a good environment to work in to create content or really come up with creative new ideas? It, it depends on the person, right? But I think any new environment for most people is that situation. That's one of the reasons why I like working at a variety of different co-working spaces. There's this great app called Croissant which is worldwide and it gives you access to hundreds of co-working spaces around the world by the hour. And I will just purposely go and work in a different co-working space every other day uh, for an hour or two just to change the environment and see sort of what comes up from that. So uh, as long as you have a very mobile setup and I can pretty much do anything I want in my business from my phone, which I is by design, I've done that. That means that I, uh, I can work from anywhere and really benefit from the the interaction with that kind of environment yes i think this is the best position you can be in to be able to work from anywhere in the world just at any time so great advice here also with the co-working spaces what you said and now when it comes to outsourcing what would you say are some key criteria to decide if you 
would like to outsource something or better do it yourself? Uh, so there's a really great exercise that I, I like to take people through, which is that you, you take a piece of paper and you put three circles on it. And in the first circle, write down three to five things that you're really excellent at. In the middle circle, you should write down three to five things that you're competent at, but not quite excellent. And in the last circle, you write down three things that you're bad at, but you still do them anyway. And take a little time to think about that. And what we what we inevitably see is that that last circle is things that you should just straight up outsource. And that middle circle is people that you should have on your team. So it's, uh, it, it's, a, it's a very simple but really telling exercise. Great. Yeah, I think this is really helpful to get started and get clear on your decisions because I think it's very important to be really aware of what you are doing and what you don't like and what you really have to do or what someone else could do for you. So are you got to the point where you managed your energy quite good with all the systems in place and optimizing things and automating things. But what would you say are some good tips to keep your energy without burning out and also planning some times for rest? I think that it's really important for people to, in terms of looking at their day, don't focus on what you're doing at a given time. So don't say like, oh, I'm going to do all my writing at this time. I'm going to do all my reading or all my calls or whatever. Think more in terms of who that time is for. So when I wake up in the morning, the first three hours are for my kids, basically. And then from 9 to 2.30 while the kids are at school, that time is for my team and for my clients. And then I pick the kids up and from 3 to 8 is for my family or for my kids And then hopefully maybe eight to nine or nine to 10 is for my wife. And then 10 to 11 is for me. Now, what I do in those given times doesn't necessarily matter, but at least I know that in a given day, there's a little chunk there that is for me, that is for this person, that's for the places that I find important. If you're someone who is religious, you know, there might be a half an hour in the day that is for God. Like, right? So whoever that time is for, it's an interesting way to frame it. Very interesting approach to yeah plan your day, I would say. And it sounds like you have really time for everything and it's a pretty good, solid structure you have there. So Ari, because this is the podcast on mindset, what would you say are some ideas for the listeners to get a mind shift when it comes to work environment and how you approach all the overwhelm that is waiting on your desk? Uh, so thinking that you have to do everything is an obvious problem that we see. Uh, the, the biggest one for me in that regard is looking for bottlenecks, right? So look where you are slowing things down, right? So look at the points where somebody has to wait two hours for you to do something. Or if you say, oh, I, I'll do it when I get back to my desk, or it'll only take me a minute. I'll just do it myself because, The difference between the time it takes to do something versus the time to get it done is, is can be enormous. If you say, oh, it's just going to take me a minute, but you don't get to it for a week, then how long did it really take you? So I think that's the number one thing is look for bottlenecks constantly. Uh, the second one is to look for automation opportunities. So if you find yourself saying every, you know, every time this happens, every time a customer signs up, every time I get on the phone, every time I go here. That's an automation waiting to happen. If it's something that's happening repetitively, you can most likely automate a large part of it. And then last one is, do I need to be doing this or can it be done by somebody else? And not just be like, no, 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 I have to do it myself. But 
thinking about what if you had to give it to somebody else, what would that take? So uh, it's, uh, to me, it's, a, it's a, a, a big shift for most people, but it's, that's the way I think about it. Yes, really good. So you mentioned in your daily routine that in the evening you take one hour for yourself. What do you normally do in this one hour? So uh, a lot of times it's, I mean, it's, it is tentatively for myself, but I'm, I'm usually making the kids lunches for the next day. Maybe I'll, I'll, I'll clean up a little bit in our, our kitchen or our dining room, which to me, honestly, is almost like mindfulness meditation. There's actually some really funny research about how washing dishes is the gateway to mindful meditation. So uh, it's just a time where I can just sort of be in my own thoughts. And that's, that's great for me. And then uh, I will sort my ideas from the day. So everything that I've captured throughout the day goes into Trello. And then I can go in quickly and say, this is something I'm going to read. This is something I want to assign to Courtney on my team. This is something I want to tell my wife about. This is something I want to save for later. Uh, this is something I want to share on social media, whatever it might be. And I just sort all of my ideas from the day in, in my external brain, essentially. And that's, that's like my brain dump that gives me, let me go to bed with a clear head. Nice, really nice. So this is some really uh, worth advice you're giving here for the listeners as well, like to get your mind clear before you go to sleep as well and just put it down and then you have the feeling that you didn't miss anything. It's just uh, where it has to be and you come to it again when the time is right. So Ari, I'm sure a lot of the listeners would like to learn more about your work, all your tools and how to optimize your business. You mentioned that there is a Facebook group. Can you tell us something about it yeah so it's called the less doing labs it's a totally free group there's almost 1800 people in there now and it really gives you a, an intro and an overview of how we do this kind of stuff there's a lot of great content and a really great community and if you're feeling like you're overwhelmed or like you you know that it should be easier to do the things that you're doing we can probably help Nice. So you also have a very good website on that with a lot of opportunities also like people that they can learn by themselves online and you and your team can help them to improve their business and automate things, get systems in place. So can you tell us a little bit about the offers on your website and where to find it? Yeah, sure. So if you go to lessdoing.com, you can see everything there. We have uh, a couple different programs, but the most relevant ones I'd say is there's a couple courses. One is called Overwhelmology 101, which is really for people who are person like for their personal lives to be more effective. And then we have a program called the Optimized Operator, which is our program for business owners who are scaling from six figures to seven figures and really lays out a framework within which to do that. So that can all be found on lessdoing.com. Nice. And because I just love books and I saw that you have written a book too, can you give us a few keys on your book? Yeah. So there's the, the most recent book is The Replaceable Founder, which really lays out that system for growing businesses. And the one that most people know me for is called The Art of Less Doing, which lays out the nine fundamentals of being more effective in your personal life. 
really cool. So I will put all the information in the show notes to make it really simple to connect with you and become a member of your great Facebook group to find more advice on the topic. So Ari, the final words of this episode are on you. What would you like to leave the listeners with some great advice around productivity or maybe your favorite quote, another big book recommendation, whatever you like? Uh, my favorite book of all time is Emergency by Neil Strauss, and I think it just gets you to think about how you uh, are improving and fulfilling yourself on a regular basis and learning things that really serve you in your life. So that's it. I would say Neil Strauss's book, uh, Emergency, is one of my, is my favorite. Very interesting. I never heard that title before, but uh, sounds good what you said around it. So, Ari, thank you so much for being on Pure Mind Magic today and revealing some of your business secrets for the listeners, also your passion for magic and Houdini. It was really great to have you on the show, and I would love to stay in contact. Awesome. Thank you for having me. Ladies and gentlemen, thanks for joining me today at Pure Mind Magic and my interview with Ari Meisel. Hopefully you picked up some great advice that you put into practice, helping you getting more productive. Also check out the course of Ron Chi Holland if you like create the million dollar payday for yourself and If you like the show, please subscribe and share this episode with a friend where you think this could be a good motivation to. That's it for today. Talk to you next week on Wednesday for the midweek motivation. Until then, create some magic.